This is Bruce. This is John. This is Blix. And this is Trav. Welcome to the TriTac Games Podcast, your podcast of, mm, I see what you're doing there. D- look deep into my eyes. See you deeper. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. Mm, always knew that. Anyways, tonight's topic is psionics, telepathy being just one of them. And what it ha- what happens to a world when that gets suddenly either discovered, acknowledged, or introduced? By the power of our minds! <laughs> If you want to check out something really cool, you need to tune in to the TriTac Podcast. What's that you say? TriTac? What's a TriTac? TriTac is one of the oldest role-playing companies around. They make games like Fringe Whitlet, FTL 2448, Hardwired Hinterland, Beach Bunny Bimbos with Blasters. Designed for D20 and Savage Worlds, these games will kick your dice into overdrive. Whether you want to combat the denizens of the underworld, travel the galaxy, get crazy with bimbos, or travel the multiverse and do it all, TriTac has you covered. Go to TriTacGamers.com to see what it's all about. That's T-R-I-T-A-C-Gamers.com. And check out our weekly podcast at TriTacSystems.Podbean.com. Or simply enter keyword TriTac in iTunes. You're gonna love it. So it's interesting oh, you said offensive line. Think about this. Think about uh, you're a psionic and your you know your residence is the United States and you're a United States citizen. And um, are there competing countries that are going to be afraid that you will be working with the government and uh, steal their secrets and such and Perhaps they might want to take you out because of it, just for the sheer fact that you're a threat. Oh, I mean, yeah. You think about how countries will attack other countries for no reason other than preemptive defense. Oh, yeah, especially if remote viewing is a thing. If remote viewing is a thing in, in, the, in the game system you got, then yeah, depending on how, the, how it's written, I think I'm looking at the, tri, at the original TriTech flavor, remote viewing. You can go up to a... Basically, you can go hundreds of miles with your remote viewing, which means if you're, say, in if you're in if you're in Prague, you might be able to see what's going on in the Kremlin if you put enough power to it. Sarah Palin would yeah. say that you could go next door and and uh, spy on Moscow. Wow, I was I was waiting for that. Or another kind of invasion of privacy, you could look into any, uh, any celebrity's house and watch them dress, undress, and do anything else that's a private act. And you know, creepy stalkerism, man. Oh, yeah. Of course, you know, there's also a present. In, I think did we did we implement it in the uh, D20 version, the wild talent. Now, the wild talent is basically. Um, it's it's listed listen in the in the original rules as the most useless and dangerous in, of the normal side talents, uh, because it basically is you can you have no control of your, over your power, and it manifests when you are when you're in stress or or afraid of something. So and then it uses whatever power, it feels like using, which means it can use a, a it can use a random power, at that point. So yeah, it's sort of like you you know. You might end up, you know, reading someone's mind when you're really scared, and find out why you should be even more scared now, uh, you know, or you or you end up doing going pyrokinesis and setting fire to the bully who's been who's been terrorizing you. 
wild talent is probably the worst of the powers in mm-hmm. the sense that nobody could ever trust you. You would bring clarity of meaning to the term loose cannon. We have people who are have uh, psychic powers. They have supernatural powers, whatever, psionic powers, the, the general term. And the government finds out about it, and the world finds out about it. So is the first step to register everybody and, um, and force them to go through a uh, evaluation process to find out what their powers are? I mean, is that, is that going to be mandated? Well, we find out, but we don't know how it works yet. There's going to be a lot of study. They basically, any known psionics will be studied I mean, they they'll want to study them and find out how does this suck, sucker work. But John, is it's are, are we just basically usurping everybody's personal rights at this point? Are you just going to call gonna say, hey, NASA Security, your body belongs, you know, to this research lab. This person doesn't have any right to walk away from it. Said, no, I don't want to get studied. No, I don't want to be part of your program. If I have a power, fine. But I don't, you know, you're not touching me. I want to go on with my life. Is that what is that what's going to happen? It depend. I think it depends on each country and and basically what the what the. Uh, I hate to say in China, uh, Weili's mother and grandmother definitely will go into a program. I mean, they will have no choice in the matter. They will go into a program and be studied. What do you think is going to happen in the uh, uh, rest of the free world, uh, Trav? Well, I think it's going to depend on the motives of the country at the time. I mean. There, let's say in the Middle East where you have all these racial tensions, they're going to want to probably get people under their aegis in order to use them. Uh, also, you're going to have whether the registration is forced, public opinion will play a big role into that. If you If you are, as a government, say... Well, we can't, you know, go and register these people, you know, uh, mandatory registration. That would be a, a violation of their rights. Well, if you're a politician, your constituents are, you know, you know, yapping your ear off that we don't want these people running around unregistered. After a while, they're going to do it because their constituents are not shutting up about it. And they're, and they're you know, fearful for... You know, they can't follow life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness when you have people out there that could manifest a fireball in the middle of Times Square or who can read minds or, you know, a good example. Two good examples in the movies of the possible fear-mongering of, of, of psionic powers. I believe in the first X-Men movie, you had Bruce Davison's character talking to the Senate about, well, we have one woman from Illinois who can walk through walls. What would keep her from getting into Fort Knox? Talking about Kitty... Uh, Bruce Davison was the actor, playing uh, Senator Kelly. And, you know, Kitty Pride can walk through walls. That that could be considered a sonic power. Also, um, Indiana Jones in the Crystal Skull movie, Kate Blanchett's uh, Russian uh, psionics expert talking about how, you know, because of the Soviet psionic research going on through the 50s and 60s and 70s, talking about all the stuff there. I I do think that it would be based on the country's needs and possibly their constituents' wishes, depending on the um, type of government. If it's, a you know, like 
how Russia was back then, where it was pretty much a dictatorship. If the government was going to do it, they're going to do it. In America... We have a clear example in America, which was incarceration of the uh, Japanese Americans during World War II. Yes, Manzanar, and I remember reading the book Issei and Nisei, yes. Because here's citizens with no criminal records, you know, had owning businesses, you know, and they and they just grabbed them in mass and moved them to another location because there was a chance that they could have collaborators among them. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and it's funny because the book I mentioned, Issei and Nisei, I believe Issei were Japanese Americans who came from Japan and Nisei were Japanese Americans like second, third, fourth generation. The guy that wrote the book was a Catholic priest, and they threw him in a camp. A priest. So, yeah, I, I, I see where you're, you're going with this, where just it would be due to the state of the country at the time. I hate to say this, and I'm probably going to sound to some people un-American, but our current post-9-11 mentality, it's a good chance that there would be registration. It would be just like, hey, no, we're, Department of Homeland Security would come right in and say, hey, look, no, you're getting registered. But I know you're getting registered because they would automatically see these people even just as a hint of a threat. The fact that there's this person that might be, you know, may not even be a full telepath. They may just be an empath. So this person's going to know when we're lying. And of course, you know that there are people in power that aren't going to like that. For example, America, with its post-9-11 mentality, probably registration would be, and it wouldn't even be whether the public wants it or not because out of fear. The government would just do it because, you know, they're trying to, you know. And as I said, yeah, it depends on the country. It depends on the state of the, the, the country at the time. It depends on their constituents, their wishes. It also depends on, when one more thing, the the, psych, the psionic people stepping forward and saying, I'm psionic, allowed them... The, 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 like like Waylay are are in hiding because this is what they're afraid of. Right, exactly. No, no, no. I I get that. Yeah, they may not come forward. You know, they may may even go even further underground because of that. Right, but that's going to fuel the paranoia. That's going to make things worse. Because if if everybody who has power steps forward, then every then you have this kind of sense of being open handed, being transparent about this okay it's when people go and say well not everybody's going to come forward that's when everyone starts looking at their neighbor and starts wondering and you know as you say the the, the kid that's too this seems to do really well in, in school you know maybe he's not so smart maybe he's reading the teacher's mind maybe he's reading the mind of all the kids around him and he's pulling the answers and and basically taking the top answers for all the questions and always getting the answers right i mean how can you prove that you're not doing that until John's, you know, detector comes out and can prove it yay or nay, or until someone who is a public telepath comes out and says, no, this guy's got no powers. But I can see where, you know, I mean, that's, there's going to be a lot of paranoia. And there's going to, and maybe there's going to have to be a, um, a a psychic hunter squad for the purpose of, of uh, exposing people who have these powers so that everybody knows that they do. So as, as Peter was talking about fairness, you know, can has has a chance to hold sway. You're not bargaining in good faith. You're not acting in good faith when you hold back 
you know, inform, uh, something like this that is could be such a, a difference, you know. So, Peter, uh, would you want your daughter to marry a, a, a psionic? Ooh, uh, that's a good. Mm, hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, what kind of psionic? Well, let's let's say they can pass their ability on genetically. That's the important part of it. Yeah. Well, I, actually, according to the original Fringeworthy book, they had a six percent chance of doing that. That Ooh. is a good question. Would I like it? Um, yeah, because there's there's would I like it, and, and would I act on it? Um, Let's see. It would probably bother me. I would probably be just for the same reason that that you know it's a human nature is the is the the fear of not knowing. I mean, you know, uh, is this a psychic that a psionic that can that can control their abilities? Um, if they get mad and they have you know they have this power to 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 really hurt somebody, would I have to worry about that? Could they lose control? Um, you know, would they? They had a kid. You know, and the kid had sonic powers. I mean, is it is it the same power, or could it be any power? And then the kid might have to grow up with some kind of weird, crazy power. Would they be shunned? Well, Peter, you're you're assuming that the, that a power, you know, is is uh, that he's going to end up with a power. I mean, uh, if you see these abilities as being an aberration of of humanity, then if you know uh, the the children of People who have sonic powers could be deformed. Oh, sure. No, and, and I mean, no. That's what I'm saying. It's have a have a have, have a, inter, a greater increase of having mouth malfunctions of the body because they're they're whacked and they're not normal people, right? Well, I, I'm thinking, hey, Bruce. Like, let's say they're even born. Let's say they're born physically and for the most part mentally normal. They just have they they do have an extra ability. What if what if he has pyrokinesis and it's a baby and the baby's power manifests and sets a whole house on fire and kills everybody? That's not cool. So yeah, I mean, I would be concerned. What if he burns his brother to death? Right. Exactly. I would. Yeah, I yeah. would be concerned. Um, and I yeah. think it would be a real fear. If it happens during puberty, yeah, there's a certain time when, that, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's doing the whole, yeah, the whole Marvel thing. Yeah, you got a heads up at least. Yeah, you got a heads up at least going there. Yeah. So, are you saying you wouldn't want your uh, your child to marry somebody who has these powers, or would you be like, man, I, I will, I want all my kids to have superpowers. I want grandchildren flying around the house. That would suck for toilet training, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> You go to change the diaper and your hands melt off. Help! <laughs> no, you're sitting there basically trying to catch it. Yeah. Uh, no, I would be against it if I could. I mean, I ultimately, you know, your your child does whatever they do. You know, I mean, right. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't like. What, what could I do? I couldn't stop her. But uh, I would be against it. So it sounds like you're saying that people with these kinds of powers would find themselves in a disadvantaged uh, minority. They would actually become socially disadvantaged, uh, shunned in more ways than just those trust issues you were talking about. They wouldn't even they would have trouble even finding people who are willing to, you know, have normal uh, romantic and, and social relationships with them. Again, there's there what I feel and what my actions would be. Would I do something to stop it? No. Other than just talking and trying to convince her not to do that. Uh, but, you know, 
I, I remember what it's like to be that age. I, I do. I still remember it. I mean, it's a long time ago, but uh, you're not going to stop anybody from doing anything just by talking to them. So she would do what she would do, but uh, I wouldn't like it. Yeah, my mom was a big racial activist. When I got old enough to start dating, she told me that she didn't want me dating anybody of uh, who was not Caucasian like myself. And I said, why? And she said, because the children are always the ones who pay for it. I understand what she's, where she's coming from. Well, you know, and at the time, you know, there was a lot of prejudice against blacks and other, mostly blacks. That was what was getting all the press, but other people too. And, uh, you know, and she said this, it's the, the adults at least, you know, can, can make those kind of choices where they want to, you know, get, live in the face of, of prejudice and stuff. But, you know, the, the, the quiet, uh, hidden prejudice that's, that's applied against children of mixed heritages. And we've seen an awful lot of that over in Vietnam with the children of GIs and what happened to a lot of those kids. Ah, uh, yeah, the dust children, I believe they were called, yeah. People with these these powers, you know, you know their children are going to be looked at, you know, either with fear, loathing, and... And, and and I guess what would be even worse is if you got tr- looked at that way and you didn't actually get any powers. Can you imagine the level of suck that would be? Right. Yeah. And and like you're saying, Bruce. I mean, I mean, fortunately, we live in a society where where what you're talking about the the worries, the concerns that your mom had have pretty much for the most part have gone away. But I mean, I can understand. You know, I mean, just let, let's think about you know my daughter playing with playing with the kid. Uh, down the street, whose father is or mother is a, uh, a, a psionic of some kind. You know, again, I'd be afraid that this friend that she's playing with would manifest powers out of nowhere and uh, do some harm to my daughter. And that's, I mean, it's not fair. I get that. I mean, it really isn't. It's like, but you're talking about, I'm talking about my kid. You're punishing, yeah, problem is you're punishing the son or daughter for the sins of the father or mother. Exactly, but 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 you know how it is, Trav and, and um, Bruce and, and well, John. I'm sure you have younger relatives. Um, you know, it, it's I, I get that, yeah. and it's not fair. I understand it's not fair. I understand I'm not being fair, but at the same time, I have this job. You see, and this job is to protect my child. And you know, sometimes you got to do things that aren't fair, that aren't nice. You know, it's just. It's just it's what you know, you gotta you gotta err on the side of safety. Sure. Um and not everybody would do that. Some people would be they would be fine with it. I don't I don't know. You know again, I don't know if I would be or not. I mean, I guess I don't, maybe if I met the kid and the parents, I might be like, eh, it's probably fine. That's why there's laws against discrimination, is because people in their efforts to protect people that they care about end up doing things that are unjust. Right. Unjust and unfair. Right. So, but in the, but in the face of this revelation of people with these powers, we're going to see a lot of that happening. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. It, it would be another civil rights struggle because we've had, you know, the one with blacks, we've had handicap, we're going through GBLT rights now. All of a sudden we get, you know, have to fight psionic rights. The fact because people have these powers, they're going to be discriminated against because they could do harm or they unfair advantage or you know and something else bruce brought up about oh yeah you know we'd be discriminating and okay you have a normal child and they get involved with a psionic partner well let's say the discrimination is so bad where 
they become a disadvantaged minority. Here's another thing that a lot of people would get all bent out of shape about. Okay, let's say it gets to the point where, and I'm use this term here, I'm not trying to offend anybody, you basically have scion ghettos. Well, then after a while, people are going to start really complaining about, well, wait a minute, they're all hanging out together, and they're going to start breeding, and they're going to be making kids that are even more powerful and possibly more uncontrollable. You might end up getting certain governments sterilizing after registration, saying, yeah, you can have your powers. Yeah, fine. The buck stops here. Because they're not going to want these size to be breeding. Because a mutation is something that is different from the parent. Now, Waylay technically would not be considered a mutant because her mother, her grandmother, and pretty much down the matriarchal line, it's pretty much the same powers, I gather. John, I, I gather that Waylay's mother and grandmother are also telepathic and empathic. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you know, they 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 they're in that that branch of the of the of the side tree. Yeah. Okay, so it would be, and I've found out this term from the Scorched Earth games with genetics, a dominant allele. Now, let's say you're getting all the size together, and they start breeding amongst themselves. You're gonna have one of two things happen. One. These kids are going to have the dominant alleles. Well, I'm not sure on how genetics works. I don't know if they get the dominant alleles, excuse me, of both parents, or just one will take over. If it's a normal recessive allele pattern, it means one out of every four of your kids is going to have a superpower. If it's if it's dominant, then that means that, well, three out of four of your kids are going to have powers. It also depends if it's just one set of genes. It could be multiple genes. Because uh, I'm looking at Richard's chance of psi for you have a parent with psi. It's only 6%. So it sounds like it's a bit more complex than just one gene. It's, it sounds like it's a set of genes that have to be in the right order to get psionics. Right, right, right. And, and well, let's say then it's not a dominant allele and it is a mutation. So that means you've got two size breeding let's say one's a telepath and one's a telekinetic, you might end up with another one who's a remote viewer or a teleporter or, you know, and just with a random ability popping up. Either way, this whole thing about, you know, Bruce talking about, you know, they, they become a disadvantaged minority. I would see a lot of the countries doing that and then like forced sterilization to say, yeah, you know, we, we know you have powers, you can use them, and we're going to make laws that are um, in accordance with them. If you sit there and read minds and we find out you're doing unfair advantage, fine, you're going to get arrested. Or if you obviously directly harm somebody with your powers, you're going to get arrested. But we're going to make damn sure that, you know, this doesn't keep going. Or they might even have, and we touched upon this talking years ago, they might forced breeding eugenics. That's where certain governments might want psionic soldiers. Well, it doesn't even have to be forced, Trav. I mean, right now, okay, I mean, women can sell their eggs and men can sell their sperm. If you thought there was a good chance that your baby could have a superpower and you didn't think that was a bad idea, you might be willing to plunk down a couple couple thousand dollars for a sperm sample or an egg for in vitro fertilization. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I'm talking the governments that, you know, try to disadvantage scions and might, you know, as I said, forced eugenics to try to build up, and we'll, I'll use the comic term, a meta-human cadre. Yeah. Well, we already talked, I already did my thing with the ASA about the forced breeding of Fringeworthy. Yeah, I remember that. Right. So I could easily see the same thing with this. Yeah, and considering that it's like uh, naturally occurring in the wild is four percent. If you got known parents, six percent. So yeah, there's a you know there's a good chance you bear you know you you can start if you get known psychic. Yeah, you just start you know breeding them, and you got six you know one kid out you know one kid out of uh, with six kids out of a hundred will be psionic, you know, and you just keep working it. But the thing is, it, it sort of implies. I mean. Uh, this is something because because they're going to be studying these people too. I mean, they're going to try to figure out how everything works, and this is where we get into the induced psi part of the story. That is okay. You're not psionic, but we can make you psionic. There's there's two ways you become psionic. Either you are induced or you are inherited. And so the inherited ones that we already have in the game is uh, that your parent was a was a. Uh, had a power, or you had a relative that had a power. Yeah, or you were just a lucky, com- re- you know, combination of the genes, and poof, hey, you have a power. Yeah, you you won you won the the lottery. the The more interesting ways of getting powers is the induced psionics. Oh yeah, because you have a better chance of becoming psionic. As they study this, as you mentioned, Trav, they, and they find out how people gain their powers, they might be able to work up a regimen. Of of of, of uh, things to try to actually make people be, yeah have psionic powers, and if they can do that, then psionic powers become something that literally can be given to anybody, and that changes the landscape entirely. Now I do have a theory about this, and I'm, I mentioned this before to Bruce. And the, my theory is this is I mean, this is what I put in the Savage Worlds game. The theory is is that the reason why. You know, you can induce someone to become a psionic, is because they already have the necessary neurological organ, you know, structure in their brain to be psionic. You know, you can't make a car go fast by putting rocket fuel into it. You just make it blow up. So you know, the you know, it's sort of like my best analogy is along the line of uh, uh, program modern day cars. Modern day cars are all run by computer chips, and if you if you consider the computer chip to be the Indoctrine system, the the chem- neurochemical system of the brain. You you can put in, you can put in a performance chip in your car, and now your car goes much faster. Or yeah. you're like, and a psionic is more like these uh, supercars. They can they can they can switch they can switch modes. Yeah, but you're assuming that the brain is uh, is as such has a high level hardwired functionality. Okay. If the brain itself, in fact, is more along the lines of a general purpose computer that can be used for a lot of different things, just you're mostly changing the programming. You know, if you put a different operating system in, you can get something entirely different than what you had before. So 
that we do know there are regions of the brain that do do specific jobs, like the vision is the back of the head, uh, hearing is kind of all over the brain, but there's our speech centers, like the broca like the, the region of the brain, which is the speech center. Well, no one's saying it's all or nothing, John. Even in a, compu- a computer, there are sections that are devoted to things. But what I'm saying is, is that if you go, if you go with your idea, yes, that means that everybody who becomes a, a psionic is already a latent psionic to begin with. Everyone is, at the very least, is a uh, subconscious or uh, no, uh, yeah, subconscious empath. And this is because we're all social animals. Also, John, there is a part of the brain which is reputed to have psychic ability called the pineal gland. Yep. P i n e a l. Yeah. Yeah, technically the pineal gland and probably the older structures because this is this goes back. I mean, you know. Bonobos are social critters, so chimpanzees. So this goes back, you know, this this mutation, if you want to call it a mutation, goes back at least at least four, three or four million years. You know, it may be actually it may be actually a common mutation among social animals. They all develop this ability to you know be one be one with the group. Well, it's like yeah, the herd animal instinct, basically, John. Yeah. Yeah. With psionics, they basically have gotten the, the genetic lottery and they've developed the ability to consciously control this stuff. And what you can do with the induced stuff is, well, basically try to jumpstart jump somebody and get them to become, well, consciously psionic. You know, and that can have some problems, uh, some nasty problems. But yeah, I mean, so Bruce, you want to go through a list of ways of doing it. Um, yep. Well, I was going to say, it basically sounds like you're trying to overclock the brain. Yeah. Overclock or maybe drill a few new passageways or, you know, make some connections that weren't there before. Eh, yeah, okay. And, and a lot of these methodologies that are listed for gaining psychic abilities actually uh, kind of follow that idea. Okay, so, yeah, let's, we could, uh, so the first, for example, is uh, mind shocking. And mind shock shocking uh, well it's, it's one of two things either you're uh, in some kind of device that basically is is creating a a uh a, 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 a i'm sorry a machine human interface some kind of cybernetics that goes wrong and you take some shock to the brain okay that's uh or it's actually somebody doing who has psychic powers doing something mental to you that causes it to induce a power in yourself. Basically, if some, let's say you have a psi, do what we call in, in our, in my games, Rolodexing your head and he manages to flip a switch inadvertently while trying to scan your brain for thoughts, flips this unknown switch. And all of a sudden you have a psi ability that comes out. Yeah. Right. In the original D&D game, they had a psychic ability called um, Psychic Blast, I believe it was. Um, and it was ref- it was described as shocking news. It's like if you open the newspaper and you saw, you know, you know the, the, the atom bomb explodes in New York City and you didn't have any idea, you'd be like, holy cow, wow! And that kind of shock or finding out that, that your, your, your wife is your sister or... You know any major type of thing. You know that that your uh, uh, that your your son is uh, you know is, is working for one of the terrorist organizations. Some yeah. kind of huge mental shock that some people the, the shock is so great that they go into catatonia and have mental problems. But you instead 
gain a psychic power. Yeah, that's what mind shock is is like. But I, but I I think that from the literature is more it, it it's it seems more likely that you'd gain a power if it was somebody who had a psychic power that they were using on you and it somehow galvanized a power in yourself. Yeah, basically, I would say because a lot of these things these are, these are contested rules, you successive successively beat them off, and you know beat their attack off, and at that point they're sort of like, I just woke something up, didn't I? You know, you, you, maybe. Yeah, like the uh, was it the a baby threat learning how to close the mind shield, and that's a really esoteric. Uh, that's a really esoteric re- reference for folks out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, there's the drug-induced side, which is the the favorite method, which is you, basically they figure out what neurochemicals are being used in your brain. Right, and 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 there's there's a couple good movies on this. Uh, this is we, it's, it's fun to give references. Uh, one is Scanners, mm-hmm. though. Though actually, I think was wasn't that also an implant? It might have been. Yeah, but the other one was Firestarter. Firestarter, the girl who had the ability, was the result of two people who also had psychic abilities who were given drugs in these drug trials, you know, back in the 60s. And she was their child, and she has even more power. So whatever the changes that the drugs did to these people um, was a permanent uh, genetic change as well because she also manifested these powers later on into an even greater degree than any of their parents. I was trying to remember if, if the Fury was one. No, no, the Fury actually is one of those uh, parental inheritance ones where you inherited it from the parents. Okay. Yeah, but uh, but the, I was looking at it and say, okay, the trouble is if you're using neurochemicals, there's the that nasty blood-brain barrier that probably blocked them, which probably means you're going to have to go through a little bit of surgery to get that thing injected in the right place to, to activate. DSMO is not going to do it for you? Oh, you could. You could use DSMO. That's, that'd be one way of doing it. But, and you don't need much. You're talking like a drop. You know, it does, brain chemicals, don't. you don't need a gallon. You just need like a little little they'll drop, you know, barely, barely visible. More than that. And it's probably um, insanity time. Right. And, and in altered states is another good example because he had those interesting shrooms from South America that he was experimenting with. One's a little farther on down. Cause that, I think it's one of those combination ones where he had the isolation tank and he was taking those good shrooms. Yeah. So he, yeah, but uh, but the, then we have, of course, talking about chemicals. There's, of course, good old favorite chemical exposure. You've been exposed to chemicals. Yeah, we don't know what they are. They were there. You know, it's like the Joker falling into the vat of chemicals, and he comes out, you know, crazy green. Well, yeah, and the Flash, the Flash, excellent example where he, he all these chemicals just mix and fall on top of him, and he gains the ability to to move at super super speed by c- control over mo- molecule vibration. Yeah, well, basically he's a telekinetic then. Yeah, a telekinetic with the with the range of zero. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> see, see any, any of our listeners who've never looked at the hero system, they are they, that's what they do. They they basically try to figure out ways of doing these things, and so the ability to uh, to run up the side of a building is actually flying with a distance from the object of zero. So you you can you can basically run over top of any object, you know you're you're actually using the power of flight because you want to go really fast, but you have to be touching something for it to work. 
Yeah, I think in other games, put it at touch only. So yeah. you have to be touching wherever, you know. So, yes, you, you may be a, gr- a very powerful telekinetic, but you have to reach out and grab it with your hands to, to do anything with it. Right. So you could lift a 1,000 pounds, but you have to touch it to lift it. Right. And- uh, then, oh, radiation exposure. Now, this one could happen. Say you're being treated for brain cancer, and they hit the right spot. Right, or you could go up in a, uh, a, a in a personally funded spaceship and come back and call yourselves the Fantastic Four by being hit by cosmic rays. Cosmic rays, the most powerful of rays. Uh, then there's the technologically induced. Now this can this can cover a whole bunch of ways of doing it. Yeah. My favorite, I call I call it the Venkman method. Negative reinforcement through electric shock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because if you, if you're paying attention, you realize that at you know he, he at, at the end of his little experiment, the guy actually was getting them right as he was being shocked. But they but they immediately changed the scene, and it's just and it's like totally glossed over. It's just. Yeah, but yeah, basically, way it would work was uh, actually I actually put this in as a method in in the uh, in Savage Worlds. Yes, the Venk, and even call it the Venkman method. So you know what the hey, let's give credit where credit's due. But it only allows you to learn one power. You know, basically, you yeah, if you want to be telekinetic, all right, we put the electrodes on, move that move that box. Right. Uh, okay. Try again. <laughs> yeah. There was there was an old uh, uh, there was a movie. Uh, Way back, I came out when I was four because I saw it in the theaters. It was the first horror movie I ever saw, and I wasn't supposed to be seeing it. You know, there was an accident. People did, and it was called the 4D Man. And this guy goes and and he concentrates on this box or something. I can't I can't remember the details, but he gains the ability these abilities, and one of them is the ability to like pass through objects and such. And uh, so that that would be a good example of technologically induced. And, and of course, you know, Marvel is just filled, and DC as well are just filled with guys stra- guys and girls strapped to some weird concocted device and and just being you know zapped away by somebody and the the whole uh alien uh incursion thing where the aliens come down and they do they, they strap you into some device and 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 zap you with energies and you gain powers you know this is this is what you know technologically induced would be we wouldn't include this in the uh um if you were like, for example, doing like a retrovirus gene splicing to make you into a psionic person, would you? Would that would that just be another version of the inherited? It basically, you know, you're 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 putting in the genes necessary to to, to make sure that the the, the right endocrinical chemicals are released to help you, you know, manifest your powers. So I would say that would be that would fall under. I would think uh, that that would fall under. Actually, it's not listed here because that actually was not a thing when Richard made his list. Yeah. But, you know, like, for example, your idea saying that the structure is kind of basically there in the brain, you know, so that to allow this, you could use the technology to to literally like build a, a ship in a bottle, actually lay, put in whatever it is necessary to lay down those connections so that psychic powers could be manifest. So you could consider that to be technologically induced. 
Yeah, so that'd be a, that'd be, actually I would say it'd be a variation of the drug-induced psi. Only in this case, the drug is a is a retrovirus that goes in and puts in the necessary genes that then help build the network. At that point, okay. You know, so yeah, that'd be one way of treating it. Of course, you know, you, there's always a chance these things don't work, and you know, and the, and and I would say that one would be you have to make a successful in savage roles, a successful vigor role to uh, not fight off the retrovirus you know, and let it do its job. Otherwise it gets, it gets taken out and that's it. You know, you don't, it doesn't work. So you have to try it again, you know? So you use your bennies to, to fail the role or what? Yeah. Whichever. Yeah. 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 It's like, Oh man, I rolled 11. I really wanted to roll the two, the double odds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I actually, I, you know, the thing about, well, actually you don't, you don't want to roll double odds. That's actually always going to lead you, lead you to, to the bad side of getting in, induced psi powers. We'll, we'll talk about it after we get to the list though. So okay. uh, after, after technology and besides the Venkman method, there's other ways too. I mean, basically uh, uh, reinforce positive reinforcement, you know, uh, you know, playing alpha waves to the person's brain or whatever, or various other means. Electrical trauma. Trav, what do you think about that? Electrotrauma? You mean just like getting shocked like you're working on an outlet and all of a sudden like that? Or somebody tries to electrocute you in an electric chair and you end up gaining powers. Well, it's along the same lines of, oh, yeah, if you get exposed to radiation, you get power. No, in real life, you get exposed to radiation, you... Get cancer. Right. (laughs) So it's kind of... Yeah, okay, the electrical, yeah, I suppose it could be a, an idea, it just, I, I kind of, uh, I might, might or might not use that. Um, it's not one of the more obvious ones, but I mean, if, if we talk about how this is like you know, a, a major trauma to the brain might cause new connections to it to occur, or you might damage a part of your brain and another part of your brain would have to co- take over and compensate for it. And by doing so might somehow allow, allow certain powers to manifest. So I, it would have to be a lot of trauma. It wouldn't be like you stuck your finger in a light socket and, and now, you know, you're, you're, uh, you, you, you got you know, jujubes flying around your head. You get hit with a lightning bolt either during a storm or due to an electrokinetic. Yeah, that's a good one. And there's people who've been hit multiple times by lightning. Is that one guy like six times in it? Uh, a, a park ranger named Roy seven times is the Guinness World Record. Yeah, I mean, seven times getting hit by lightning and he's still alive. Yeah, he survived it for a while, yeah. yeah. Now, there's the guy that was uh, the green man in Pittsburgh uh, that I, ta- I, um, I talked about on Hardwater Hinterland. I even ran an adventure having to do with it. He actually was hit with lightning, and it was bad. He, like, lost sight in his eye. A part of his face was kind of, like, burned and damaged. And uh, But uh, because of uh, what happened, all these legends arose about him that he had the ability to, like, touch your car and, tr- and, and all the electrical systems would go out and he was glowing at night and yeah getting hit with lightning is uh in, in the literature is a good way of developing powers well i would i would yeah. add to that that um so they they do electroshock therapy again they're finding that it's a uh actually has a a very viable effect on people it you know because your brain is this electrochemical process uh and there, there are people that that actually benefit from it now of course it's very controlled then 
they're not, you know, they're not, they're not just frying people. Oh, this room smells like ozone. <laughs> uh, but but it does align. Apparently, it does align uh, electrochemical connections in the brain. So I would say that sure, we're talking about a fantasy game where we're saying that the psionics are real. Um, I don't see any reason why, you know, if everybody's, a, if, if in, you know, as in John's opinion, if everybody is a latent psionic, uh, you know, you get a good jolt and it lines things up just right, makes the right connections and then poof, you're a psionic. So I don't have an issue with that. Yeah. I, I don't either. I just think that it, it, that it would have to be trauma. I mean, serious trauma before we would get something like this happening because it's actually a very low percentage chance. Yeah, I mean, it's only like 2% in the book. So, yeah, for the yeah. most part, you die. But for that 2% who survive, they develop psychic powers, you know. Yeah, and it's not people who just stuck their finger in a socket. It's people that literally got shocked, you know, t- to the point where you they probably they had a heart attack, you know. So and then we get to the really inter- uh, one of the really interesting ones, which is called Brain Implant Device. And this is this is where your weird science kicks in. <laughs> well, not necessarily. If it's just a matter of you have the wrong indoctrin, you know, you know, brain chemical balance, it could be nothing. It could be nothing more than a pump, pumping the right chemicals in there. I don't. I mean, go ahead, John. I, I'm just saying I've never seen it described that way. Oh no, I think I know what you're talking about. The other devices would be saying you you plug into the head and basically it may uh, more it may actually be just be the the device doing the psychic powers and not you. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking more along the lines of like the Terminal Man, where they put a small computer ch- you know, uh, chip into a guy's brain to try to stop him from being uh, having these these uncontrollable bouts of anger and violence. And they had to take, run all kinds of leads to different places in his brain to, uh, to make it work, to, to, to be able to control the, this, this brain activity. And like, you know, and, and as each of the, the leads was activated, he would get a different sensation, but the overall effect was to keep him from going into this, rage where he would attack people and then afterwards feel very bad about it because he he wasn't in control of course in the book of course it ends very very badly but theoretically this could be a good thing and it might have a side effect that it actually would uh you know create the necessary connections to also allow you to have some kind of a power yeah i mean also it could be a device that it's still the computer chip, but what it's doing now, it's it's artificially stimulating the the regions necessary for psionics, and you basically you have you probably have to go through some sort of training to learn how to use it, you know, through biofeedback or something like like that. Trav, what do you think about the possibility that once they are able to create a proper uh, brain computer interface, a NIC like was in you know all the different Neuromancer kind of stuff? If they were able to do that, what do you think about the possibility of that causing widespread activation of psychic powers? Well, yeah, basically, as I said, the pineal gland, if they sit there and try to basically use some electronic device to stimulate the pineal gland, oh, yeah, I could see that as, you know, hey, look, you know, just, you know, come on in if you want this and it's the operation and boom, boom, you know. I see governments doing that to stimulate a, a psionic. 
But what about it as a kind of a, a, an unexpected side effect? You know, every, everybody wants to be able to plug into their Mac, you know, and, and uh, oh, you, treat, mean, you know. You mean like a data jack going. Yeah, a NIC, you know, a, a network interface connection. Uh-huh. You know, like they have in, in, in Cyberpunk. Direct neural interface, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the percentage of a brain implant? 25%. It's the best way of doing it besides uh, being te- be going through the Venkman method. So you got 25% chance of getting psychic powers with a brain implant device. Yeah, see, when I first read that years ago and I saw brain in- implant device, my first thought was, hey, look, it's an actual device implanted to stimulate psionic activity in a latent. That's what I read. But yeah, I suppose a DNI would work also. Yeah, I I would problem is still it's only one in four. It's pretty high. Yeah, it's high, but still, you know, it's What I'm saying is that I think this would be something that could be an unexpected side effect. You know, if if people were uh, connecting themselves to computers for the benefits of being able to have a a neural interface to a computer directly for all the reasons that people want to get connected to computers, and then all of a sudden 25% of them start exhibiting other powers as well, that would be – that could roll across, you know, a country really fast. Yeah, you'd end up getting a lot of people, you know, yeah, I can, you know, jack in and get all my news and everything, but, you know, there's a 25% chance I could also become a telepath or, you know, a telekinetic. Yeah, I could right. see a lot of people flocking to that. Yeah, it's also the one that gives you the most powers. You get uh, you get D4 plus 3 in the old Tritac system. That is, you get guaranteed a minimum of four powers up to seven powers. The uh, technology induced is the second best. It gives you a minimum of, of three powers and a maximum of six powers. Right. And when they talk about powers in the TriTech system, they're actually talking about collections of powers like cryokinesis, telepathy, which also includes brain shielding, communicating to animals. It's not just one power. It's actually a collection of abilities that all fall under the umbrella of that power. So we're talking possibly seven sets of powers. I mean, that's an uber character right there. I mean, it really comes down to how much, how many points they have to power those abilities. 20 potential areas too. Yeah. And it's the only way you can get the top three. They're not the top three. They're just the most dangerous. Yes. Yeah. Actually four, sorry, four, top four, but yeah, it's a, that includes teleport, but yeah, trouble is, you know, if I was going to be a teleport, I, I definitely want remote viewing to know where I'm going is open. Right. When I look at at the uh, at the brain, you know, if we figure out what causes people to, to, you know, the brain implant device to make make people get psionic powers, you might be able to actually purposely decide. Okay, I want a psionic, I want a telepath, and you perp- and you know what what the connection what the connections need to be made to become a telepath at that point. I mean, this is the best way of actually getting what you want, not getting a random power. Okay, but at twenty five percent, it doesn't seem that reliable. No, but it, it's, it's still, you know, it's, it's, it's if it's if it if you if you know it does it, then you, 
you know, hey, one person in the four and the other three are vegetables. So that's the chance you take, you know. Yeah. Well, well like, like you said, ultimately, you know, when you talk about the smeller and the fringe path in the Commonwealth, I'm sure somebody out there probably did the research and they've got a pill that you take and bam, you're a whatever. I mean, they do they, they they retrovirus you, they nano machine you, they do whatever it takes to to put it up there that it'll work and it works. But you know, that's that's something that a GM would have to really think about adding to his game because, as I said, if, if it's twenty five percent and this is something that is co- a device is commonly used, you're talking about a massive transformation of your society. Yeah, and then of course there's ex- accidental brain damage. Versus deliberate brain damage. It's listed there as accidental brain damage. I don't know why he just didn't say brain damage. <laughs> I, I guess he's trying to separate from like brain damage as a result of a gestation accident. You know, just <laughs> like the guy that got the post through his head. All of a sudden, now he's got he's got special powers. I, I was gonna say it's like it's like Guido needs to stop hitting people in the head with a bat. He's like, yeah, but the boss wants a psionic man, yeah. really bad. Right. <laughs> we got to keep doing this until we get one. It's only a 2% chance, though. So, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of guys. And and the sad thing is, if it really was a 2% chance, that would be worth doing. <laughs> oh, God. 50 guys, one guy out of 50. Yeah. All of a sudden, you got somebody with a power. And an awful big headache. Yeah. Now these these percentage chances are actually for player characters, so that there's a there's a, a chance of somebody getting something. Because in in the original TriTech rule, actually I should say the original, the 1992 version, you could check on your uh, on whether you develop psychic powers once every five years. So this these percentage chances would you know they they didn't they didn't add, but they could they they were straight chances each each time. So depending upon what you tried at. You know, you, and if you think about that, if you got a chance of doing a 25% chance every five years, in 20 years, you probably would develop them. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're using either the techno or brain implant method. Right. That's what I'm saying. Just if your chance is 25%, then you're going to, you know, you're in 20 years, if you could check every five years, you're probably going to develop them. So it's, it's something to look forward to in your character's career. Yeah, and, and of course, we were talking about retroviruses. There is also viral induced. It's listed as uncommon. So it's one of those. Like, so, like the rest are? Yeah. <laughs> Alien transference. I'm not sure exactly what Richard had planned there. I thought it was kind of like Star Trek episode where the brain was in the ball, the, the mind was in the ball when he went into Spock's brain and went into Kirk's brain and, and I think uh, went into the female inc- female guest star of the week. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually the female guest, uh, guest star of the week. By doing so, you would gain the ability to, you know, have a power, okay? Now, the cool thing about that is in 2008, we changed the rules and said that all the problem portals were actually key powers, crystal key powers. And one of those powers is Mind transfer. Now, mind transfer, according to the rules, uh, it can only be developed in five percent of the the people who try to use the, uh, use that power as a crystal key. Only five percent are ever going to be able to develop it. But and it has a very high uh, role. It's a forty d 
DC and the D20 edition. But I figured that if you wanted to concentrate on crystal use, that means that you'd be about a 12th level character with some specialization in uh, that particular area. Um, so that's not a tremendously high level character. I mean, it's high, you know, but it's not tremendously high. So it's really doable to have a lot, a number of people uh, in the uh, Fringeworthy game that actually has this ability to use the portal to do mind transfer. So why, why does that matter? Okay, well, when the mind transfer happens, uh, everybody who goes through the portal, um, be, their mind gets transferred into the body of, of a sentient that's nearby the portal. It's not clear what the distance is or whether it's just the ones closest, but the point is is that if, you, if you're going to an area that has a lot of population, uh, then you can go into their, you can subvert their brains. Their brain is, is basically, their mind is suppressed without harm, it says, and when you leave, they're fine, they just don't remember what happened. And, uh, but the point is that you can take any number of fringeworthy and push them through, go through the portal, and all those people, as long as the portal's been activated to being mind transfer, and that means that, you know, a hundred people on the other side are going to have this mind transfer. Well, if there's a, tw- uh, uh, if it's a, uh, what was it, seven? Fifteen percent chance. Well, 50% chance, which is 7 out of 100. If you just sent 100 people through and they left, that means 7 people that you uh, of those populace now are, should be start uh, showing psychic powers. You could induce psychic powers in a population just by having friends really using this thing. And not only there, but of course back on Earth Prime. Because all these people that come to the portal system, you know, they, they, they're not fringeworthy. They can't go through, but they can, you can use the portal system to induce a power in normal people by using this, this, this thing. Uh, unless that's not entirely against what Richard planned to do. I personally don't think so. I think it sounds perfectly reasonable to me. Joe Blow, who doesn't have a psychic power, can have it induced on a fairly reliable basis, okay, <laughs> uh, using this ability. And I think that would totally transform your game if you decide to go that route. Yeah, I think also by alien transference, I think he also meant you run into an alien species that's, you know, uh, that oh, I'm trying to think of, like you said, the those brain, those those minds floating in. You know, basically they're just energy beings. But there's also psychic vampires. I mean, there's I mean, there's a lot of things like that. It's it's a general term for somebody basically taking putting his mind in your body, and it's it's used a lot in movies where the aliens don't come physically to the uh, to earth but they instead inhabit somebody living there and then they leave thereafter with leaving the person confused or whatever so you know i and i'm saying that's basically what you're doing when you use the mind transfer function of the portal you're the alien yeah i did add one more method because because i am saying that is the structure is present in the brain there is one more method of becoming psionic it's called study and practice. It's got to be done by a, uh, you got to be taught by a psionicist. A psionicist actually is a special edge you have to take and only at veteran level. So the person's got, you know, you got to find somebody who's basically a master of psionics and you study and you study. You got to spend at least one scene every session studying. 
to be, become this. And then you get you get to make a uh, a smart roll to see if you succeed. If you succeed, then you gain one power, and you got to study some more. And then you got to study some more, and you got to study some more until you finally get that uh, successful roll, and you get the the full range of powers. But it, because the shadow didn't have the ability to do what he uh, to cloud men's minds, he had to learn it from the master. You're giving up two advances to do this. The first advance gets you uh, the ability to use a one single power, and you get to take the psychic, uh, the psionic skill, because uh, you've learned now how to control your powers. You just have, you're not there yet, and then you got to do it all over again. And then you, your next advance, you you can the next advance after a successful uh, smart roll based test uh, means you can then spend your next advance to become fully psionic. And after that, you're you're on your own. You know, learn you know learn you know, learn on your own. It's in, you know, that's something that's, you know, that's actually in the psionic literature, you know, in the literature, yeah, you learn how, you you, you learn how to be psionics, it's no trauma. The, the trouble is, all these induced psionics, except for, except for uh, that, except for the one I just mentioned, you know, practice, all these have a chance of giving you just one psychic power, psionic power, the wild talent. <laughs> Yeah, because if, if if you blow, you know, you can easily blow the roll. And I think, uh, oh, was it was it in the D twenty book? Oh, I'm looking at this in here. I don't see it here. Uh, you can die. Oh yeah, yeah. The original rules. There was a good chance of dying. Yeah, well, of death shock, and it means you have to then make a death shock roll, and then you, you, if you're in good health, yeah. Uh, but for the most part, but I would say, uh, I thought one of them, no, it was the, it was the one drug. Wasn't the one drug you could take, uh, the one side drug you could take had a chance of actually just giving you just one power wild talent. I, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember either. I, I'm not going to go digging through the rules, finding it. Uh, that's but, good. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think, cause I, but I remember there was a chance at least for something, I think it's through the chemical, through the chemically induced method of developing a wild talent. Right. Well, this, you know, this is really the province of the GM anyways. If he wants people to have powers in his game, then, you know, he, he should discuss this with his players to make an interesting, you know, backstory for how this person gained their powers. Okay. You know, it, it could be, and, and it could be just uh, induced, like, you know, uh, mostly the way that you're going to have these powers is probably they're going to be induced. Okay, unless you're going to talk about a Marvel, you know, everybody's gaining powers now. Um, you know, the, the the comet flew by the Earth and, and the dust settled over everybody and everybody's now got powers. Well, that was the uh, wild card, that whole wild card. Oh, thing. yeah. Yeah. There's lots of ways of introducing psionics into your game. And I know that most people don't do it. I'm not sure why. I think it's. I think part. A lot of people who play Fringe really want to pl- want it to be more harder science fiction and have all the weirdness beyond the worlds that they go to. But uh, you know, it's there. Uh, it's part of the game. Always has been. And uh, we uh, we all hope that you will take a an opportunity to at least try one character who has these abilities. But when you do, you know, make it a you know, make it out of whole cloth. You know, think about how everybody back at IDET and Earth Prime is going to react, how the team members are going to react, knowing that they have a psionicist a, a of some kind in their group. You know, would they even want one, or would you have to be in a psionicist-only group because you're all in the same boat? Yeah, and also think about other places. 
as uh, far as we can tell in Victorian Prime, they acknowledge that, psych that psychics ex exist, and they're using them. So there's a totally different culture. They, like, you know, you may actually find a place, to, uh, a place uh, of acceptance on Victorian Earth that you don't find on Earth Prime. Right, and you don't have to have, um, you know, a, a kind of a broad spectrum, even scale of powers. It could be that you know one type of power is the dominant power that people get, and the other ones, if they have, if they manifest at all, are in very very small numbers. It's just entirely the way you want to uh, to do it, and that allows you a lot of flexibility on the different worlds where you do want to give these people give people psychic powers. You know, in one world they all have cryokinesis, another world they all run really really fast, or you know, some version of telekinesis. One world they all have telepathy. Yeah, we know that world. It's the it's the blissness world. They have telepathy, telepathy, empathy, and the ability to bliss you out. Yes, bliss, bliss, <laughs> and and of course, you uh, if you want a more uh, generic, uh, wide variety, then we know there's that one world that we talked about where everybody has powers, and you get to go there, and and within a short period of you being there, you start manifesting, I believe. Yeah, I think after was it because uh, you start adapting to that world's rules and and yeah and that reality, and but then after you leave, then they, it goes away. Hopefully, unless your GM's mean. <laughs> I, I, it's okay to do that, John. I mean, you know, it's if they want powers, they can go back to that world and adventure on that world. That could be a campaign. Okay, it's you know, I I like the idea that 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 if you go to one world, you get powers that may not necessarily stay there. It just shouldn't be something that you're paying points toward, because if you do that, then you're being screwed when you leave, because you know the, you're losing that advantage that you paid for. Yeah. So I'm wondering also about places, you know, the one thing we didn't talk about is the future. So if, if, if with, with people with psionics, eventually it will calm down. So in 20 years, 30 years, we are we going to see more or would it take 100 years before psionics are, are assimilated into the into the regular culture? Or is it because in 100 years, one person out of four is psionic because of all the various means of inducing it? Well, if you, if you start using the induction method of the mind transfer, then yeah, you're going to end up with one out of every four people having psionic powers in probably a you know a generation, and or at least a generation amongst people who have the ability to travel to a portal. Yeah. So twenty years, yeah, you can have a large population of, of people with psionic powers, and they'll yeah. be all, across, all over the board because it won't be. You know, they're, they're all telepaths. No, they're not. They're going to be you know cryokinesis. They're going to be guys who can fly because they learn how to grab their boot heels and pull themselves up in the air, you know things like that. You got the you got the you got the cryokinesis guy who stands outside in the snow in the Antarctic in, in his shorts because he's not cold. You know, and that's either body control or you basically are you're you're pyrokinetic. You could be a pyrokinetic and just keeping yourself warm that way. Yeah, I would I would say just because he can do cryokinesis doesn't mean he can stay warm himself. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's just because you carry around a flamethrower doesn't mean you're fireproof. Yeah, that's what we always said about dragons. To, to, can dragons burn themselves with their own breath? <laughs> that was always a burning a, a joke aside, a burning question in uh, in D and D. Well, I hope we have something more to talk about, John, because there's always this podcast to be recorded in two weeks. But uh, and, until then, we uh, await your uh, reactions to uh, manifesting powers, and perhaps you can tell us what uh, uh, some of the 
the best topics we should have by leaking into the collective unconsciousness or receiving messages via tachyon transfer from the far future. But if you do, stay away from John Carpenter because he wrote he did a movie on that and it wasn't it wasn't a good ending. <laughs> but anyways, until then, we'll see you next week. This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million million worlds out there, so go explore them. This is John Ryer saying keep your powder dry and keep those cards and letters coming in. This is Blix. Don't hate the game, hate the players. This is Richard Tahoka. Wait till you see what's coming next. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Yo, brothers. This was the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. You know the drill. It's protected under the Creative Commons License 3.0. No commercial reproduction, no derivatives, and sucker, you best attribute this to the folks at Tri-Tech Games. And if you don't, We'll be after your sorry butts, because we're some bad mothers. Hi, this is Trav of the Travcast, Hour 3 of Blind Wolf's Rubber Room Association on DementiaRadio.org, Tuesdays, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern.